Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. Does it seem impossible today to be growing as a Christian while living in the world around us? Are there way too many influences out there or distractions that take us off course? How do I overcome the tendency to be drawn into all of these issues circling around the world and in their culture today, while at the same time I'm trying to draw closer to God in my relationship with Him. How does all this work? I admit, recently I've been overwhelmed by a lot of different things. Overwhelmed by the issues of racism in the world and, you know, which lives matter and who should be defunded and and what should be protested and what policies. And I mean, there's so much It's so easy to just kind of have your mind and your attention diverted off the the, the focus that you've been trying to maintain. It's easy to do. Then there's the economy, there's health care, there's the pandemic, there's the political races, all of this stuff out there. And I admit, it's, it's so easy to be distracted by these things and taken off track of my growing relationship with God, something that I've prioritized in my life. And I know it's going to be hard for everybody. It's going to be hard for everybody to focus on on this God that has created us and loves us and has redeemed us as opposed to this world that we live in. You know, God tells us in his scriptures, uh, in many different places, he tells us to put away the worries or the concerns of this life for the sole purpose of listening to him, of being able to grow in your relationship with him. I want to read a scripture for you. It comes from the book of Romans, and uh, it's a a beautiful scripture. I'll encourage you to read Romans 12 in its entirety um, whenever whenever you can. But Romans 2 or 12, 2 says this. It says, Do not be conformed or influenced, if you will, by this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. In other words, don't prioritize the problems of this world or of this culture over your seeking a growing relationship with God. Don't do it. So how do we as Christians live in this world without being overly influenced by it? Without being influenced by the culture that is becoming, you know, further and further away from from trusting in who God is? How do we how do we not be distracted by you know, all of the people that are surround us and everybody having their own platform to speak what there's, what's, what's on their mind and what they think is right or what they think is wrong or what we should be doing or what we, sh- what we shouldn't be doing. How do I keep from being distracted by uh, feelings and emotions that seem to have taken the place of what's factual in this world? 
How do you do that? Well, I want everybody to think about a survey here, a one to 10 survey, with one being totally influenced by the world and 10 being totally influenced by God. Where do you fall on this scale? Where do you personally fall when it comes to your relationship and your ongoing growing relationship with God? Are you struggling a battle? Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you, you know, at like a five or a six and, and the world keeps knocking on your door and keeps drawing you in? Or are you further up the ladder there? Are you doing a pretty good job of maintaining, you know, your focus on a relationship with God and letting God handle the situations in the world? What is it that you're doing? Because ultimately one day what's going to make all the difference is your relationship with God. Not whether or not uh, the situations in the culture today were, were taken care of. What are you under the influence of? Is it the racism? Is it the politics? Is it the social justice issues? Maybe it's something deeper. Maybe it's your own self-worth. Maybe it's social media. I've seen lots of people that are so overtaken by just what's being published in social media. Maybe it's issues like pride or greed or attaining power and recognition. What is it that is keeping you from your growing relationship with God today? You ever been around somebody that's intoxicated? Well, sure you have. All of us have. You know, when someone's intoxicated, it affects the way that you think. <laughs> it certainly affects what you think is funny. It affects uh, who is attractive to you, who is smart to you. It changes your mind. It changes your opinions. And after a couple more drinks, you know, you, you, you're even more intoxicated. And it affects who you love and who loves you. What you're willing to do what you're not willing to do. You see, being under the influence of something, it lowers your guard. It makes you more vulnerable. It changes the outcome. That's why I think it's so important for us to realize that today in the world, we're under the influence of a world and of a culture that is anti-God. It's absolutely trying to take our focus and our mind and our hearts off of our relationship with God that's growing and turn it toward the problems of this life. Now, what if we were so intoxicated by the world that we weren't even aware that we're under its influence? That's a scary thought. How do we as Christ followers live in a world that's becoming ever growing in its hostility toward the Christian faith? How do we do that? Another very difficult question to answer. I want to take you to the book of Daniel. Now, Daniel is one that I think most of us know the story about Daniel and the lion's den and you know how God saved him through that experience. But, but before that, I want to, I want to tell you where, da where Daniel was coming from. You see, Daniel was raised uh, as a follower of the God of Abraham. He followed God, and he prayed to God, and he was growing in his relationship with God, and he did everything he could to be a God follower. 
Well, what happens is Babylon comes in and they destroy Jerusalem and they take over Jerusalem. And the king had ordered, the king of Babylon had ordered that when they're in in Jerusalem, find the best of the best people and bring them back to Babylon so that they can be indoctrinated or influenced by the Babylonian culture, change who these people are so that later they can serve in the king's palace. That's what was going on. So Daniel and some of his friends are picked out to to be those people. In Daniel chapter 1, we read uh, these words. It says, Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men without any physical defects, that were handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. It goes on to talk about how they were to be taught the Babylonian language, the Babylonian culture. They were ordered to drink uh, the, the wine from the king's table and eat the same foods that the king was eating. And, and after a three-year period, they should be in a position to where they can serve the king in his palace. Well, this indoctrination that they were going through, this influence that, they were, that was being forced on them, it was, it was a change of their education. It was a change of their background. Uh, they were t- trying to take away you know, what they had already learned and replace it with Babylonian theologies and Babylonian culture and, and the things that were important in Babylon. Their names were changed. They, their names originally were, were names that were related to God. Now their names have been changed to be related to pagan gods. You see, even the food that they were eating was food that was dedicated to pagan gods and different rituals. That's, that's why Daniel refused uh, to eat it and to drink the wine. That's, the story goes on that Daniel talked to one of the guards and said, you know, if you let us eat the fruits and vegetables and the water and the things that we know are healthy for us, the things that, that are good for us, that we're used to eating, that are, then check us out here in another three weeks and see who looks better, us or the people that have been eating from the king's table. You see, Daniel realized that this indoctrination, this influence, uh, they were trying to keep, keep these people away from a growing relationship with God. They were trying to change who they were. It's the same thing that's going on in the world today, if we let it. The world can change who we are if we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed with all of these distractions, all of these things, all of these influences that are in the world. It will change who we are if we allow it to. As a Christian, we're called not to let that happen. As a Christian, we're called to keep our focus in our mind, in our goals, set on God and on that growing relationship with God and to do it on a regular basis. You know, everybody wants to get healthy. And, and okay, let's say I'm, I'm one of these guys that eats junk food all the time. You know, I'm at McDonald's and Burger King and, 
you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, every day of the week. And that's, you know, I just eat crap all the time. But but I just I make a decision that I'm going to get healthy. So I decide that uh, one day out of the week I'm going to eat healthy food. Would that work? Well, it wouldn't hurt me, but I don't think it would change anything. That's why it has to be a consistent effort to put aside these influences and the distractions of the world that take us away from following the pursuit of a relationship with God. Think about in your own life. You know, think about, you know, the relationships that you have with people. You know, your loved ones, your spouse, your family. I mean, all the the people that, that you care about the most. What if you really only spent some quality time with those individuals, you know, for an hour or a couple hours a week? How deep would your relationship be? Probably not very deep. The same thing when it comes to God. I know people that believe that their Christian walk is simply going to church for an hour on Sunday morning and then then they're good. Well, as you can imagine, you know, the level of, of faith that they have is very shallow. If they were Peter stepping out of the boat, they would have plunged right into the water too. You see, that was part of Peter's issue was his faith in who Jesus was was not quite deep enough. It was not quite solidified in his heart. He was so distracted and influenced by what was happening around him in the water and in the storm and in all the yelling and screaming from the boat and you name it. He took his eyes off of Christ. Today, you and I are called not to do that. We are called to be predetermined. That's that's really the answer to what Daniel did. Was he predetermined not to expose himself to the things that would harm him ultimately, like this food? He knew that if I ate all of this food, number one, it wouldn't be very healthy for me. And number two, it would dishonor God that he was seeking to have a relationship, a growing relationship with, because the food had been dedicated to the idols in pagan worship. It was a very dishonoring thing that Daniel, he just refused. He predetermined in his own mind and in his heart not to do it. You and I have to do the same thing. We have to predetermine in our minds and in our hearts that we're going to live by the words of Romans 12 too, to not be conformed or influenced by this world or by this culture or by the distractions around us but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and of our hearts so that we might know the truth and it says that by testing we may be able to discern what is the will of God which we know is good it's acceptable and it's perfect what else could we ask for My plea for you today is to renew your commitment to not being influenced or distracted by the the things that take place in the world, but to predetermine, predetermine right now. If you've never done it, predetermine right now that I'm going to follow God before I follow anything else. Now, that doesn't mean we're not part of the world and we're not directed to influence the world in godly ways we are 
But we're not to be overwhelmed with the things that are happening around us, so much so that they take us off course in our relationship building with God. Thanks, and God bless. Take care. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church and is available live on Facebook Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Or feel free to check out our YouTube channel at Rosebush UMC. If you like podcasts, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Listen Notes. All of these different resources are available on the two websites that are listed here. Also on Mondays, a weekly devotion is posted using the same media, so check it out. If you are into blogging, check out the Tough Questions for God blog at the website that is listed here for you. As always, God bless. Have a great week, and thanks for dialing in.